Blog Talk Radio. Yo, Bird. What's up, man? Rick Camacho, dog. You know how we do it, man. I know you be traveling, doing your thing. Hit me up, dog. I need a, uh, an intro for you for my show. So kiss the radio. If you can't take the heat, nah, that's too cliche. My man DJ Slicks always do it his way. From the bay to the valley, he always put it down with the street level thump and the underground sound. Now you can find him on the dot com, Soul Kitchen Radio. Save it to your favorites, man, that's the best way to go. From the up and coming to the vet on the ground, he plays the kind of music that'll stimulate your mind. It's a sign of the times when the clock strikes 11 and Slick starts to reppin' with Omezi in the session. One time I missed a Monday but didn't really trip. I just subscribed on iTunes and downloaded quick. With a click or a tap, he's bound to get you right on your desktop connect or your handheld device. So your cousin and your friend about the hottest show with Slick Rick and Macho on Soul Kitchen Radio. If you haven't heard Soul Kitchen Radio, man, let me tell you, this is Soul Kitchen Radio. Slick Rick Camacho, Soul Kitchen Radio. Big old easy, Soul Kitchen Radio. Crazy ball heads down with Soul Kitchen Radio. Tell your grandma, Soul Kitchen Radio. You are now tuned to Soul Kitchen Radio. New music Monday, Soul Kitchen. Whoa, Soul Kitchen Radio, what's happening? What's up, man? We're back. It's Big Omizi. It's Rick Camacho. We got Brian Cohn. Later on, we're going to talk to March Madness. Omizi is out doing his thing right now. What's up, Omizi? What's up, play? I'm in the traffic, man. You can hear me loud and clear? We can hear you loud and clear, just like the old days, man. Coming loud and coming loud and clear from from Tarjay, you feel me? Give me some pillows, man, so I can get my neck right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Hey, we got a good show for you today. Lined up, we're gonna play some of these E40 tracks, man. The Block brochure one, two, and three came out last in week. Stores right now, yep. In stores right now. Um, we, we're gonna have some of those. Lined up for you today. We got some new big old measy stuff called Make Me Rich. We're gonna play it. We're gonna bust that one. We're gonna bust that one in a little bit. Um man, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about Trayvon Martin. I'm not gonna spend too much time on it because the news is killing it. The media is killing that one. But you know, it's it's so big. I got I got some of my own views. Um and we'll talk about that. Also also, uh, Sierra Lamar, you know, it, this is this is crazy. These kids are just getting kidnapped and, and taken from their families. And and they're just disappearing. And I hate that because I'm a father. Omizi is a father. And, yep. man, I, I, I really hate that. And, and I think about it all the time when I drop my kids off at school or 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 when I'm when I'm not at home. And it, it really it really troubles me. So. Let's talk a little bit about Sierra Lamar and and you know what we could do to keep our kids safe. We'll we'll touch on a little bit of that today, you know. So, man, that, that's you know it's funny because my daughter asked me today. She said she said, "Don't you have like a GPS on our bones?" <laughs> I said, "Wow, I don't know where she came, where she got that from, but maybe it's a." Maybe it's a good uh maybe it's a good thing we could do. Let's pitch that to Damon Johns when he calls in today. We got Damon Johns from Fubu. He's gonna be on the line today, so that's gonna be that's gonna be huge. Um and we're gonna we're gonna pitch some stuff. So if you wanna pitch some stuff to Damon, 
give us a call, 714-694-4150, once he gets in. And, man, other than that, let's get into some music real quick. I got one of these, uh, definitely one of the, one of the best one of the best songs that's that's getting just played across the country right now is this E40 and I Am Sue, uh, just FaceTime. So let, let's get into some of that real quick. No, the function, that's the function. Let's get into some of that real quick. <laughs> FaceTime. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at some other shit right here, but anyway, it's all good, man. Let's get into it real quick. It's Soul Kitchen Radio. We'll be right back. This your boy Jay Gibb, the soul of the city, and you are in the kitchen right here on Soul Kitchen Radio. We cooking up that good gumbo, that good beef stew for you. You dig? Holla at Holla at Like what's up, what's up, suck though? Talk out too much, make it 
bitch, shoes up, niggas getting mad, nigga, what you gon' do? Everything keep too tough, you know I keep too tough, if I don't fight, that mean I'm coming back to shoot. Ride in the car, looking for a bad bitch, looking at the tits, yeah, she got a bitch, I'm cute. Got a number, text her phone, like, baby, what you doing? She was like, not much, you should come through. I got dick for days, I got dick for days. Made her take up a work and gave her dick for days. Push it to my brain, to my temple, bitch, and I don't like these hoes, I give them dick and dip, Hey, hey, bitch. Try this, guaranteed turn square to a bye, bitch. You ain't down, I bye, bitch. I ain't got time for playing, I'm just saying, man. We out here trying to function, 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 we out here trying to function. I ain't got time for playing, I'm just saying, man. We out here trying to function, 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 we out here trying to function. Brochure one, two, and three in stores now on iTunes. Get them all. That's that. That's that uh, E40. The function. We out there trying to function. That's what they doing right now on Meezy, right? Y'all out there yeah. trying to function. Get that shit sold. Yeah, it's going down everywhere, bro. It's going Let's down. Talk y'all, about be, it, y'all look for big old Meezy on track number eleven on volume one, man. On that bus moves, cause you know that's what we do. We stay busting moves, wiggling and busting patterns and whatnot. Yeah, man, that one, the bus. Yeah, that one. Did, you, did, you, did you load that, Jonah? Yeah, yeah, with you and Droopy? Yeah, me, Droopy, and Foley Water, man. So, so what, what's yeah, up with Droopy? Droopy now, uh, he, he's just, he, he's not, uh, I always thought, I always thought Droopy was producing. He's a rapper, too? He both, yeah. Well, he was, you know, shit, he was rapping, he was rapping before he was producing, because he rapped on 40, 40, 40, oh, shit. You know what I'm talking about? I speak game like a soldier. Yeah, yeah, when he was a little baby, when he was a kid, yeah, not a, exactly. like eight, nine years old or something. Precisely. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. I, I remember that. But then, then I thought he just he just turned into like a dope ass producer. Yeah, well, he's that too. He got he got slaps, so he's doing it. He's doing it all. Ain't no limit to this game, like like Magic P say. Uh, ain't no limit. Uh, <laughs> don't limit yourself. Uh. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we got some of this. Making news. I wasn't the one that won the Mega Million. Yeah. Believe but me. But I heard it was a, uh, I heard it was a black lady and uh, she used to work for, she she worked at McDonald's and shit. Uh, she worked at McDonald's and got uh, she a single mother of seven. Oh well, shit. Good for her. Yeah. So she caked up. She 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 about to get a couple hundred million real quick, like. Hey, that that that's great for. You know that that's what I want. If I'm not gonna win it, I want somebody who who deserves it as much as me to win it. You know who needs it as much as I need it to win it. I need somebody to win it that's far away from me. If they're gonna win, that way they can't throw it in my face. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I thought about that the other day. If you got it, it's cool if you got it. I just don't want to see you with it. <laughs> you know, I thought about you know that. I was like, man. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to know what. What if one of my friends win and I just watch him just go up and I and I'm I'm not close enough where where it's gonna do me any good that he won. <laughs> I know one of your distant partners. <laughs> yeah, like fuck. 
Damn. Nah, I, I got I got confidence to know, man. If one of my if one of my inner circle partners did did it like real close close, man. That, you know what I mean? If you got two hundred million, I can't see you being stingy, bro. Like for real, like, you'll never be able to put that. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be. We got We got a call from the two one six area code. Two one six, what's happening? So get the radio. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Who's that? This is Brother Christopher Cover from Five Eighty Sigma Fraternity Incorporated on the Omicron Eighty Chapter. <laughs> What's Uh-oh. up, Chris? What's up, brother? Chris Colbert. What's going on, man? What's going on? Oh man, we just we, we doing it. Hold on, I got something for you, man. I got something for you right here. Let me let me see if I can find this. Uh oh, wait a minute. This, this is just for you, Chris. Hold on. Here, here you go. This is for you, man. Incorporated. 
um, as a, as a young brother like you, that's a that's a great accomplishment, man. And 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 I wish you well with everything you do on that. I appreciate it, man. It's gonna be a long journey, but uh, definitely I'm, I'm I'm ready for the job. I appreciate all those that uh, that voted for me at the rest Western Regional Conference in Oakland. It was a close race, though, you know. And I'm definitely gonna work with my. Uh, uh, my well, my competition was, so I'm going to be working with him. So definitely, we'll, we'll link up and uh, hopefully we can uh, rebuild this Western region. Yeah, definitely. Hey, Omizi, you got any questions for Chris? Because I know you always ask him five better similar questions and great questions, man. Always, you know, I'm always tripping on the initiation process, and, and I know that you know y'all hold that near and dear. But just, you know, saying for. But um, for people that's coming up, youngsters that's coming up in college and whatnot, that's thinking about joining the frat or don't know if they should, what do you have? What do you? What, what can you tell them about the process? Is it an easy process? Is it emba- embarrassing? Is it haze? Is it like a heavy haze like it is in like school days? Like you know, what I'm saying like what, what motivates the youngsters, the new youngsters up today to get in? Well, I tell them definitely what, what made me interested in Phi Beta Sigma fraternity, not only uh, because my brother joined the organization back in 91, is uh, ultimately I just seen them doing a lot of work in the community. And then when I moved here to California, you know, just the brothers on the campus at Sacramento State University, I mean, they just had a tight-knit, tight bond, you know, and ultimately they carried themselves, you know, with, as biz, as businessmen. So ultimately, I mean, and then when I got part of the frat, I mean, just knowing that, you know, we have like a 94% graduation rate here at Sacramento State, and majority of them are the brothers that came before me are, are majority all black. So with that being said, you know, um, yeah, you know, we take pride in our fraternity. We take pride in our in the candidates that are interested in in joining our fraternity. Um, as it relates, we're a non-hazing fraternity, and uh, I'm glad you spoke on that because uh, just up, um, coming up here soon, uh, Phi Beta Sigma as a whole uh, is going to be um, doing a big old campaign as it relates to uh, uh, anti-hazing, and we're the only ones that want to take the lead on that because other orgs they kind of seen the pro- proposal and they kind of was like ah. Yeah, we, we, we're going to just do it, you know, with what we have. We're going to pretty much, you know, put out the information that we have. But, I mean, we're hitting the communities. We're going to, I mean, just look just look towards what Phi Beta Sigma is doing towards the anti-hazing because you, you've had some, some deaths, you know, uh, from various fraternities and various injuries. And, I mean, it's just it's just a different day and game, man. It's not nothing like uh, school days, you know. Um, ultimately, and, I mean, like, these uh, brothers are. I, yeah, I've seen, like, even, even like, they had to get uh, the marching bands was getting into it. Like they even started having hazing. Right. Well, I mean, those those southern schools have a lot of history uh, behind, uh, you know, hazing and not only hazing but taking taking hazing to a whole nother level. I mean, shooting people's kneecaps and, you know, it's it's just. I mean, it's getting really, really ridiculous. So I mean, Five Minute Sigma is going to take a stance on that uh, anti-hazing. So. That's what's up. Oh, I said last night. Where's your uh, yeah, 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 yeah? Um, I mean, you know, that, that's a big part of it. You know, a lot of people, a lot of these, you know, young cats is coming up. They ain't trying to go through none of that, but they do want to be a part of something. Even though it's like, you know, when you get jumped into a game, you get, you pretty much get smashed and punched. So I'm sure you don't you don't go to college to get smashed and punched. You know what I'm saying? You go to college to get the education, and you want to join join a frat. And next thing you know, you got somebody punching you and making you eat shit and all that type of stuff. You feel me? Right, I definitely understand that, bro. But I, I definitely, I definitely uh, adore, you know, what I'm saying like as far as 
you know, the brotherhood, that, you know what I'm saying, and all the frats, you know what I'm saying, the close-knitness of, of the frats, man. You got you can't do nothing but, but adore that. And, and uh, I hope, you know, like you said, especially in the Western region, that y'all have a more prevalent part, you know what I'm saying, helping guide these youngsters. Because I talked to Camacho about that when they had, what was it, the 1,000 black men, 100 black men, which one was it? Yeah, which one, the, the uh the hundred black oh, men yeah, had yeah. up at the college. Yeah, yeah, the hundred black men. Yeah, 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 man. Like when was the last time you seen a whole bunch of black, you know, black brothers in suits? You know what I'm saying? You know, getting college degrees, man. That's what people need to see nowadays. Not just the rappers and all, and the and the ball players, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. you know we pride ourselves on that. Just like Chris said, we you know I'm a graduate. Um, we got a whole a whole bunch of graduate brothers that just that just became became financial and. And you know, and our our main goal is to is to make sure the younger brothers see us doing positive stuff. Like like coming up in April, we just got a we just got a thing with loaves and fishes in Sacramento. Every other every second Saturday of the month from now until whenever we decide to stop it, we'll be at loaves and fishes serving uh, breakfast and lunch to to the homeless in Sacramento. Oh, that's real big. Yeah, that's big. That's big news right there. That's big. They need that. And then, where, you, uh, where, uh, where your folks? Ask your folks where you, where you get where you uh, where you get your brand at. You get branded. You got one of them ugly ones like Camacho, or you got is yours more sophisticated? You got one of them big toiled over ones. To the Neo, uh, basically, it was five of us that uh, came through a Spring 11 at uh, a Sac State on Omicron Native chapter. And so what we're trying to do is all get branded at the same time, you know, because we were all uh, one as we learned our information um, and we went to various different meetings to learn about Phi Beta Sigma. So ultimately we want to have that unity as it relates to something as significant as us all getting branded. Although uh, I've been offered to get branded multiple times Commercial said he got a hanger and he got a little. He got some time. He can he can go ahead and knock that out for you real quick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll videotape it and put it on YouTube. World star the whole thing. Right. <laughs> we kind of we kind of we kind of have we have, we have some very we have some very rich traditions uh, within our organization uh, on a on a chapter level on a smaller scale. So we try to keep within those traditions. Um, and so, you know, definitely, like I said, there's been multiple offers for me to get branded, but, you know, generally we do it. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? We, we just, I mean, I just want to stick to tradition and not. To? Go ahead. No, you're saying generally you do it if you want. You don't have to if you don't want to. No, you you don't have to get branded, but if 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 people are going to get branded from a from a, a line, you know, from people that just uh, been initiated, you know, generally you don't get it by yourself or go get it, you know, from I'm some other chapter. You know, a, you all a whole night. Together. It, it, hey, hey, it's a whole night thing that happens. Everybody gets together and they have a branding party, and and uh, and the whole place smells like a mortuary burnt down. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what like kind of alcohol do you have to consume? And then you got to then you got Yeah, and and then you got to go around for for about three or four weeks with your brand exposed, and it's going to be healing, and people are slapping it. Oh man, it's it's crazy. So <laughs> I, I look forward yeah, yeah, so to it. Like so like it's, it's not hazing once you're in. Oh, 
Oh, so you can just oh, wow. Okay. Okay. That's a different way to look at it. Yeah, what you feel we can hate you? Because it's not, you're not, you're not, we're not making you do nothing. So if I slap the shit out of Chris's arm, it's okay. <laughs> wow, that's heavy. All right, all right, Mr. Colbert, thank you for calling in, man. That's a that's a great thing. You want to talk to Damon Johns? You want to stay on hold and, and, and just hang out with us today? You got some time? What you doing? No, I'm about to actually cut out, man. I got a little bit of stuff I got to do. I just wanted to call in, man, and show some support. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you get a, you get another every time you call in every week. You get another five beta sigma chant because I got them all loaded up. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go on. All right, all right, man. All right, go mile. Uh oh, you did some secret, some secret words in there. Yeah, we got a little secret words in there, man. It's all good. Shit on hey. <laughs> okay. I just threw that secret one on you. Hey, uh, we got Brian on the phone. Brian, what's going on, man? All right, let me put my hole. We got Brian on the phone, but anyway, I want to, I want to get into some of this real quick. I say we got that black brochure. We are pushing it this week. One, two, Block and three. Block brochure. Yeah. One, two, and three. And so this is one thing. This is one part we're pushing right here. Check it out. Attention, all light as a feather, gravity and fine ass nigga. You need to get your weight up, player. It's ridiculous at this point. I mean, I can hear your light ass chain rattling when you come in the club, nigga. Sound like Santa Claus. Just ching a ling a ling, ching a ling a ling. Riding around town in that light-ass vehicle every time your cell phone ring, your CD player stops. It's a damn shame, nigga. Your car ain't big enough, your bank ain't big enough, your gun ain't big enough, and your dank ain't big enough. Get your hate down and get your motherfucking weight up, Big on Measy, and I am the great communicator. Yeah. 
Hey, yo, hey, yo, what's good? It's your boy, Big Omeezy, TGC, the great communicator. Sick with the lieutenant, sick with the deputy, the whole thing, man. And you tune in to Soul Kitchen Radio. Yeah. Everywhere we go, we're buying out the ball. 
nasty calls. Like everywhere we go, we're buying out the ball. Fucking rock stars. Everybody know me. Everybody know me. Money and fame. Like David Bowie. David
you know what I'm saying? Then he did, uh, I think, views and a couple more video shows, you know what I'm saying? Sucker Free, the whole little thing. We're going to go back out there this week. Man, we, uh, this weekend we in uh, San Diego and 4th and B, Friday, uh, Friday, Saturday, one of them. So we wigg- we wiggling. Man, we was just in Reno this weekend. Uh, we was up at the... Uh, he was up at the, uh, what's the name of that spot? The Knitting Factory out there downtown Reno. That was cracking. You know, sold out show. So, you know, it's been wiggling, man. Man, that's that's good. That's good. I'm glad to hear that, man. You guys keep busy. Always, always moving and grooving. I'm thinking, uh, you know, Mr. Fab calls himself the, the grinder. You, I think you guys, you guys could share that, share that, uh, Share that title with him. I think anybody who's who's out there grinding could share that title. Yeah, I mean he, but he he he, he um, you know, Mr. Fab, he like that's he's grinding you know, like he crazy though. That. He came yeah. up with that grind king. You smell me? So yeah. for you know that's his motto. That's his mantra. That's what he do. Yeah, I he mean he's busting moves. He's busting moves. Yo, legendary Gary, call back in, man. I know you was on the line and you hung up. So. So let's talk about this a little while, a little bit. Uh, this Trevon Martin. Let, let's spend a little yeah. second, let's spend a little time on it, man, because because everybody knows that it, it, the whole thing is just fucking blown up like like crazy. George Zimmerman has not been caught yet. They haven't they haven't brought him in. Not yeah, that he's been caught. He's not. They're not looking for him. Yeah. So. But they haven't brought him in. Um, this is kind of this kind of like if if I was George Zimmerman because right now the whole country hates you, bro. I mean everybody, you can't go nowhere. You're you got hits on you. I'm sure death threats or or if they could find you, they they would try to get you. Um, did you see on Twitter that dude that that put a G Zimmerman in an address in Florida? Yeah, and then um, and uh, Spike Lee retweeted it and he had to <laughs> apologize. Yeah, and it was some old man. Some old George yeah. Zimmerman. That's funny. Don't do that kind of shit, man. You don't know. You don't even know that's him or not. So obviously it wasn't. Like, him. Why would you do that anyway? Like you know, what I'm saying that's a, you damn near accessory to murder if you say, if you tweet somebody's address. That, that don't make no sense. He was right, very right. He goes over there and kills that dude. Like, he was irresponsible for doing that. Yeah, I mean, maybe it sounded like it sounded like cool at the at the minute with the impulse. The impulse is yes, I'm gonna back this up. But you don't really think, so you just you just impulse tweet. That's one thing. Like my, like, like my father said, think when he told when he told me a long time ago, think five times before you speak. It's the same thing. Think five times before you tweet and retweet. Right, right, definitely. Once you retweet, then you're adding your you're adding your stamp of approval to it. Yeah. Hmm? And so if they say so, if they say, ah, uh, well, we our address has been put yeah. out there to make the people. We don't feel like we can go back home. We we need you to buy us a whole new house. Yeah, yeah. Spike Lee just settled with that with them people, so he didn't get he didn't get uh he didn't get sued. So it's just saying that Spike Lee settled with them people. But anyway, this, this is look. If I'm in a situation, I don't care if I'm out if I'm out walking around and patrolling or whatever. Right? You're you're out there patrolling. You see, you see a kid, and, and this is nothing bad about Trevon Martin. I'm just saying, in, in the situation, right? You see a kid, and, and you think something's fishy. First of all, if you call the police, they say don't follow him. Don't follow his ass. 
But if he beats your ass and you have to do something to protect yourself, right? I mean, and 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 like like this dude is saying that, oh yeah, he, he said he was gonna kill me, he was killing me, he's beating me up or whatever. If he beats your ass and you have to protect yourself and you and you so called you shoot him, it doesn't matter what he what he's holding, skittles or whatever. If he's if he's kicking your ass and you got to do what you got to do to save your own life, then what you need to do is you need to come out and say, look, this dude was beating my ass. I mean, you need to come out to the public and say, look, the situation, this is what happened. I didn't want to kill the guy. I, I had to or else I would have been dead. It was either me or him. And then, you know, then that way it doesn't seem like, oh, yeah, I killed this dude. Now I got away with it. Because that's what I think. I think. I think on that part, on that part, at this point in juncture, this way too late. His new lawyer, his new lawyer, is a, is an idiot. Like the one that they got that don't ain't talk, damn, they ain't talk to him. Don't know what's going on. He's an idiot, you know. And second of all, it happened so long. It, it, was, it happened before we, the public, even got all the way involved into it. It was already a month into into the situation. Now all the media outlets is picking it up because they feel like if they don't cover it. But they, you know, they they're not gonna be in the end, like you know, the information and whatnot. But you know, it's some people that's gonna be their careers is gonna be made on it, and some people that their careers are gonna be ended on it. Yeah, definitely, man. So, what, what do you they think ultimately is gonna happen? Well, I mean, basically, like at this, at even even with all the, the hoopla and all the and all the talk about it, um, at best, at best, you got manslaughter. You don't got you don't got premeditated murder. So if you look at Oscar Grant and what happened to the cop that just blatantly pulled out his pistol and, and, and murdered Oscar Oscar Grant Oscar Grant while he had handcuffs on, what you think gonna happen to this dude? He's probably gonna do three years if he did get convicted. You know what I'm saying? And that's just a manslaughter. You can't do no more than three years for manslaughter. It ain't gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? So people what? gonna be mad either way. We gonna be mad either way. You know what I'm saying? We, you know, we always get in an uproar because we like, man, it's, it's not even just about Trayvon Martin. It's like, man, we sick of every day. Put it like this. I bet you if across the board, across the whole of the United States, if they reported an unarmed black kid getting murdered, it would be a whole bunch. You'd be, it'd be, the news would be full of people in that situation because it happens damn near probably every every day, if not every week. You know what I'm saying? So this just happens to be a case that, you know, the media happens to want to, for some reason at this particular moment, they want to focus on. But the shit, that shit, I mean, it's happened everywhere. So we just saying, just like I've seen, I seen Willie D, Willie D from the Ghetto Boys on, on World Star, and he was talking about it. And he was like, man, we, it ain't necessarily just about him no more, about Trayvon Martin no more. It's just like we sick of this shit. We sick of getting profiled, you know what I'm saying, because, you know, the way we dress and the way we look. You feel me? Like, so, uh, so it's like, and, we, and no justice, no peace. But I mean, what does that do? I mean, we don't. We know for a fact, black people don't get it. We don't get the attention until we burn some shit up. So we just like, we letting, we letting, we letting the United States know that we that we woke. We ain't sleep. We ain't gonna back down. If y'all, you know, what I'm saying we at the tipping point. You know what I'm saying? So we, so at the end of the day, we have to bring to your attention to let you know that we're not letting this shit, you know, what I'm saying continue. You smell me, and it just so happened that Trayvon Martin is the face of this shit right now. Right, right. Well, it's, they, they're, it, it's kind of, it's kind of premeditated if you think about it, because if they, if you look at the, if you listen to the, to the, if you listen to the, to the nine one one call, he does say 
damn, they always get away. Like, I'm not going to let this happen. I'm not going to let him get away this time. Or then he, then he calls him a coon, you know. So so he has he has a motive right there to, to, to kill him, all right. To, he's like, I'm going after this dude. I don't care, you know. And, and even, even if the cops said, hey, don't do it, he said, no, I'm, put, I'm going against the law. I'm going to follow him. And, and and I'm going to do what I have to do and with the gun and ultimately it ended up in Trayvon Martin's death. So so I'm thinking it, it kind of he, he made it premeditated, even if it wasn't like I'm going to go out tonight and kill this dude. But at that second, he had a reason and he, and he gave himself he gave himself a motive. So, so I would have to disagree and say that that he he it, he was. It was premeditated, and it is. It should be. The only thing, the only thing, the only thing is, you know, and that's cool for you to disagree. But the only thing is, is he is uh, premeditation of murder is not is is different if you if you on the phone with the police department. Like you're not gonna just sit up there and be on the phone with the police and just know that you're gonna kill somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, he yeah, he knew he might have knew. Because of the neighborhood that he was in, he knew what to look for. You in the neighborhood watch, and you you pretty much know what type of what type of people is walking around in your neighborhood. You know, what I'm saying that you need to look out for. Everybody in their own neighborhood know who and who not. Like in my neighborhood where I stay, there's there's hardly any black people in my neighborhood. You know, what I'm saying they most they mostly Filipino, Caucasian. You know, what I'm saying it might be one black couple, whatnot. So therefore, if I if I'm pulling into if pulling into my driveway. And I see some black folk walking around with a hood on. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Because, you know, you know what I'm saying? I know where they should be at. And, and I'm, you know, of course, I'm a look. You feel me? I'm down there. I mean, it's just, you know. So if I think like that and I'm a black man, you know what I'm saying? What you think this dude is going to this paranoid dude is going to think? You know what I'm saying? Times 12. You feel me? Well, this, dude so, was, this dude was calling in like 50 times. He always called to 911. And and he he just keeps calling in. Hold on. Oh, oh yeah. So you got Misha. Misha. Misha's on the line. Yo yo yo, Ski. What's going on, man? Uh, tell us what Nothing you much. The Trayvon Martin thing, man. What's going on? We got we talking about Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of it's kind of crazy about what Spike Lee did. I'm sure you I'm sure you guys heard about that. Yeah. He, uh, he twi- Yeah. He he tweeted uh, the address. Of uh, the guy Zimmerman, uh, the guy that you know that killed that young man, uh, he tweeted his address because he wanted you know people to, I guess, go over there and do something and confront him. But uh, apparently he uh, he didn't realize that he the it was the wrong Zimmerman. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, these two uh, uh, like older folks were living in this apartment and they uh, they were forced to move. Because they were getting, uh, you know, death threats and just harassed nonstop. They they eventually settled it, but still, it's pretty yeah, he, pretty crazy, actually, I guess. He actually retweeted that from somebody else. Somebody else started oh, it, and somebody started that, and then he just retweeted it. But he he ended oh, up telling people and apologizing, he, and he, putting them on a national spotlight. They'll be on Oprah next week, probably. Oh man, oh, man. at least he gave at least he gave them fame. Yeah, he gave him fame. Hey, shout out to uh to Memphis Lou, Nature Boy Six out there in in Tennessee, listening in right now on Twitter. Follow him at Nature Boy uh, IV Four, Nature Boy Four, not Six. That's a good old Memphis Lou. Yeah, good old Memphis Lou. And Omizi, you know this this doesn't really have anything to do with 
like the Oscar Grant because the dude from Oscar Grant got off because he was a cop. You know, I think that was the main thing. He was yeah, in. Zimmer, Zimmerman's, Zimmerman's father was a judge and shit like that. His mama got something to cheat with the court system. So it's damn the same thing. And it's so easy to get a concealed weapon made in Florida. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody walking around with a pistol. But how about that law, man? Could, can, can they can they enforce that law? Like, like that law is just fucking crazy. Um, What's crazy? What's crazy is that the people that the author, the person that authored the law, the law said that it, it don't apply. Right. He said. He said that law didn't. He said it didn't. It didn't. Uh, it wasn't made for this case. You know. I'm at the point. I'm at the point. I'm at the point where it's like I don't want to. I don't get. You know. My father used to say, "Excited, excited." You know, you get excited, excited. You know, excited. Sorry for what happened to him, and, and, and it's a horrible crime and stuff. But 
you know, it's they're saying that he possibly, uh, you know, was a drug addict, this and that, and the guy was just trying to do his job, and then he tried to beat him up. But like Amizi says, it happens every day. You know, this is just a, more of a media type, more media hype. I mean, people get murdered every day. Um, it's part of life, you know. <laughs> Yeah. No, it is. It is. If I worry about all the and stuff, I think I need to worry about my life. And you know, what's Trevon Martin or what's that guy going to do? Is he paying my bills? You know. What do you guys think of that one? He ain't paying no bills because he got murdered. He ain't paying yeah. no bills. But at the same time, I'm just like this, man. It don't. You know, I mean, you know, even the district attorney, like, come on, man, y'all could have. They could at least just file just to just to keep. You know, to keep the peace, you know what I'm saying? The fact that they, they take it so long, like, why it take a whole damn week or two? Like, why it take so long? You know what I'm saying? You want to you wanna drag this on, drag it, drag it, drag it, drag it, let people destroy their careers, you know what I'm saying? You got uh, you got Piers Morgan and, and uh, uh, what's it like, a Torre, Torre going at each other, you know what I'm saying, on CNN, you know what I mean? You know, uh, Torre, uh, he, he, he breaking his, 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 um, you know his natural instincts of ju- being a journalist and and being objective, and he straight he tweeting talking about you know Zimmerman plus whatever equals this and that and, and making and passing judgment, which is cool to pass judgment, but realize the ramifications of if you're wrong. If you, I, I mean not that you, I mean like I said, it's so much misinformation and, and stuff that's out there. You know what I mean you know so if he if he don't get convicted, then what you gonna do? You gonna just go say oh well okay. Well, we tried. I mean, so ask, where you where you plan on taking this? How far you like, realize realize your power and realize you can only take it so far, dude. Ain't nobody if they if they not gonna prosecute the dude, then what? What are you gonna do then? Yeah. So so look look. Let me ask you this, uh, Brian. You don't have yeah. no kids, so so you really don't know what it feels like to to have kids. But you have a brother, right? Yeah. Say say your brother's walking down and and somebody shoots him and he goes oh well my your brother tried to attack me so I shot him and I killed him. Um, your brother your brother's white like you and you know another white guy shoots him or or a black guy shoots him. What what's that gonna feel like? Will you be like well ah it's my brother he didn't he never paid my bills anyway. No I mean I'd be really upset I'd be irate. You know, I mean, would you? And they let the guy go. You know, I think the biggest thing right now is is they let his fucking ass go. They need to arrest this dude and and get this shit over with. That's exactly what needs to happen because right now justice is not being served. And 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 in the end, that's exactly what like like Chris Moore, DFW. He's he's actually online. He's in uh he's online in Dallas right now. So if you want to talk, Chris, push one, and I'll bring you in. You can say something about it. Um, but this dude needs to be arrested because now what you're getting in Florida is innocent until proven guilty. Like we know the judge, you know, the judicial system out here is you're guilty until you're proven innocent, meaning you go to jail until the jury says that you can go home out there. It's like, okay, you're out of jail until the jury says, Hey, now you got to come in. You know, it, it's kind of, I just think one thing. If they, if, they, if they feel like they have a law, if they feel like they have a law, and that and that law applies, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think the youngster whooped his was whooping his ass and getting the best of him. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, they they just today they they showed some some enhanced footage, enhanced uh, footage that had the little scrape on the back of his head. I mean, he's a punk. He's he's a weak motherfucker. The Zimmerman cat. Either way you look at it, because he got handled by a youngster and he couldn't deal with it. He probably tried to keep the youngster and tried to hold him until the cops got there and the youngster was trying to shake. He like get up off me. He played football, so he wasn't no weak kid. Like he wasn't no like oh just no little little punk. You know, I know they showed a nice little picture of him. But I'm sure he wasn't no little punk, you know what I'm saying? He wasn't going to just let this dude, you know, just, ha- you know, like when when his girlfriend said run, he was like, man, I ain't finna run. Like, I'm going to see what this dude, with, you, yeah. know, <laughs> you know, this cat, to, you know, this cat looking at me, you know, little old fairy-looking dude looking at me. What's happening with you? What's up? Where you going? You know, he quite, he quite questioned, what, what you doing around here? What you, you know what I'm saying? I'm minding my business with you. That's why his, bro- his punk-ass brother said, all he, or whoever that was, his friend, the little coon that uh, was speaking for him, and said all he had to do was say he was going home. To, you know, no, all he had to do was mind his business, like he was minding his business. You understand know me? And, and the dude was, and the young young cat was getting the best of him, and he pulled out his little weak ass pistol and he shot him. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so the question is, the question is, you know, it's so simple. When the when the when the dude said when when the nine one one operator say uh, don't follow him. And you know what I'm saying? You already violated, you know, your observer report shit that said don't follow. Once he did, once he took himself out of that capacity and hopped in his whip and started following somebody, that that took him out of his jurisdiction, which was the neighborhood watch, wherever he's supposed to be sitting or walking around the community or whatever he's supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? And whatever identification he had on, if he had some some shirt, you know, looking like the. Uh, uh, the Hell's Angels, what is it? The, uh, not the Hell's Angels, but the, the little neighborhood fox, the Guardian Angels and shit. Yeah, you know, the so Guardian Angels, little, little red, angels. little red hat on. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so to some degree, that's why somebody like him has support because you know, like he's doing, he doing good for the community. But that's some sucker shit. You know, around, uh, put it like this: it's not, it's not unfamiliar for him to have a pistol because in Florida which already got issues because every time you look around, something cracking in Florida, man, all, like, the youth is fucked up, you know what I mean? Like, for real, there's no question. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, Florida needs to look at itself, man, and figure out and figure out why why they got so many problems in general, you know what I'm saying? Not just this. They need to look at themselves. Definitely. We got uh, Chris from Dallas-Fort Worth. Chris, you're on the line. What's up? Uh, not much, man. Uh, I'm a, I guess I'm enjoying the show with the Zoom and talk, but really – I feel like um, at this point they they should have arrested him already. You know they tried to make it seem like uh, after the kid had died that it took three days for them to even contact the parents to let them know that their son went out that night to go to the store and then he didn't come back uh, for three days. So they wondering what happened to him. I feel like the police uh, were really just trying to at this point just trying to you know look out for themselves and look at, look out for Zimmerman a little bit. And uh, just keep everything under wraps for a while. But everything got so public at this point. His father was a judge. Like, you you can't see no conflict in that. I mean, there has to be a conflict. You know what I'm saying? That's how you Yeah, and and it's just a lot, though. You know, and and when you listen to the tape, like y'all said earlier, uh, he was already trying to profile him anyway because he lied on the tape. He sat there and said, oh, he's in dark clothing. And then the dude said, what is he wearing? Then he said, a gray hoodie. Does that sound dark to you? And then, uh, then he backed over, and the police told him not to get out the car, and he's going to sit there and say, these assholes always get away. So that right there, uh, it's a hate crime right there because are you saying burglars always get away or these black people always get away, you know? So 
He was like, fuck that. Well, that shit ain't happening on my watch. I'm, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, he, he, he felt that day like he was going he was going to be bold that day he was going to do something you know and um well, then my last thing I, yeah and my last thing is um the gunshots were so far off we heard the lady on the tape talking for a good 5 to 15 seconds before that second gunshot so was he still he said he got beat up i, I believe that he got the car start chasing the dude shot him from long range got up on him was like damn I got to kill you now, you know what I'm saying? I don't even feel like that dude, I don't feel like the young dude got a chance to even tussle with him, you know what I'm saying? I feel like he shot him 15 seconds later on the tape, then he shot the young dude again, you know? So that, that's murder right there in itself to say, I shot you one time, and if you still beat me up at this point, I shot you again, which is ridiculous, because who's going to be able to whoop somebody after getting shot, you know? But, um, yeah, that's pretty one much thing, it, though. Uh, one thing about, one thing about the the the... the the case that you, the description that you just said, with it being an independent uh, inquiry, they'll be able to find that out easily. You smell me? Because you know, yeah. up close, if he if he was on his back, if he was on his back tussling, then you would get that you would get that gunpowder residue right there up close, personal. You'd be able to see that from the wound. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If he shot, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. If he shot him from a far mm-hmm. distance. That'd be easy. They'd be able to find you know be able to find that easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but see, so like they trying to keep out of deep. The details, you know, under wraps as far as, you know, they even, like they said, they didn't check him for the gunpowder residue at night, drugs that night, or anything like that. They pretty much gave him a pass and said, oh, you got a gun license, you was doing your job, but we'll worry about it, you know what I'm saying? And then you the police ended up working. What they did do, they checked, uh, they checked Trayvon Martin's dead body for, for alcohol and drugs. They did do yeah. that. That was out. So, well, you got to do that anyway. Okay. You got to do that anyway. You got to I mean, do that anyway. And, and, and the reporter uh, uh, said they didn't know. find nothing. They didn't find nothing on his body. They didn't find no no uh, no scrapes and stuff. Like, like he must have no. whooping Zimmerman's ass. Yeah. No, I don't even think that's the case. I think, I, I think the family just came out and said that to make it seem like, oh, man, why, why, what can we say to make our son look like he had a reason to, to defend himself, you know? But like you said earlier, he should just came out and put all the information out there. It wouldn't be all this speculation all over the nation on what happened, you know. But uh, since they didn't do that from the police to Zoom them in, uh, releasing statements, none of, none of that stuff was, you know, I just think the whole situation was handled ugly. But the spotlight is on it right now, so something's going to change. Like the, the stand your ground law in Florida might change or, you know. But he was wrong anyway because he got the car with the gun. The dude didn't come in the car and whip his ass while he was in the car or get close to the car. You clearly hear him getting out the car, so, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, let's move on from that, man, because uh, we're going we're gonna to let one, the media. One last one, thing. One I was last one, say. and we're moving away from that. Uh, what, what do you guys think of all these uh, Florida clubs that have uh, the – Freaking Trevon Martin theme parties where it's fifty percent off their ticket if they bring a empty Skittle bag. Yeah, I ain't with that. Yeah, that's anything that's gonna that's gonna make money off of off of somebody's death, like like Whitney Houston's sister selling fucking candles and shit. Nah, that shit ain't cool. I'm not. I'm not. No, right. it's, uh, it's pretty messed up. Because we already know the next step. You know, saying the next step in the case. You know what I'm saying? Is that the fact that they go, it's going to be a civil case? And, and you know what I'm saying? And uh, you know they're going to try. You know somebody's going to have to come out the pocket. You already know that's going to, that's going to have to happen. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, so, so let's let's move on to the next thing, man. We we still waiting on uh, on Damon Johns. He'll be calling in probably in about another ten minutes. Uh, we got Jay on the phone. Jay, what's going on, man? I know you got a party coming up. 
on 420 to celebrate the big 420. What's happening? Oh, man, just trying to get on your show, pump it up a little bit, see what's good. So we got it coming up, yeah, like we said, April uh, 4th, 2012, or April 20th, 2012 at Vice Ocean Lounge in Warner Creek, 1251 uh, Royal Way. Got Nuss Trump doing his hit banger, I Got Grapes, and the Servants, top reggae band in the Bay. It should be live. We're going to be able to uh, build, we have a green room for all those people that want to, uh, you know, blow trees. So it's going to be a good event. And right now we got, I think the tickets are $10 right now. We're trying to get some pre-sale going on. If people want to do pre-sale, um, you know, just to, just to celebrate, you know, the 420 event and kick stuff off for the uh, for the summer, for spring and summer. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Here, here Nump right here. Here's one of his uh, songs. He's definitely going to be playing this that night in Wanna Creek. Check it out.
and the world is just going to go ridiculous, bazonka zonk. Uh, <laughs> that's, well, that's why. That's why on that new single I got called "Make Me Rich," I say you. I said 2012. You got to hustle like the world is never going to end. You know what I'm saying? Me, you can't just you can't just wait for the uh, tragedy to happen. You know me. You got to try to, you know, think positive and, and look forward to you know 2013. Definitely, man. That's that, that that shit is crazy, man. This is what we need. We need more of this. 2012, we need a lot of this. Let's have some more of that in 2012, man. Let's quit shooting everybody. Make love, not 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 war. How about that? That was very disgusting. <laughs> that seemed and disturbing at the same time. Stupid people are so ruining that, America. But I, but I, but I agree with it. <laughs> All right. Looks like Tarje is no longer in your in your sight. You're at the house now, Omizi. Good. Four one five. Is that is that uh, is that you again, Brian? No, this is Sweet Gail. Sweet Gail, what's going on, Sweet Gail? I haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. Mm. Well, last week, how come you didn't have your show? Oh yeah, we uh, you know, I'm real busy with school, so so we might go every you know because. <laughs> And that's it. Well, anyway, I'm all excited because this guy, I told you, he's a student in a film school, art school, and he's doing the documentary on me. A documentary? I'm not the only one in it. A documentary. A documentary. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the pants you wear? Say what? A documentary on the pants you wear? A documentary? A documentary. No, my, my school doesn't love life. <laughs> It's, uh, it's, uh, it's basically a, a documentary about her obsession with me. <laughs> That's it. No, I don't know what it is. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, it's on it too. And I told the guy you got to put some of it on YouTube. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, check it out. It's going to be a riot, man. So, so how can we find it, Gail? Where is it at on YouTube? Oh, he hasn't oh, yeah. finished it yet. You know, as far as I know, he's still putting it together. It's a school project, but he's going to put some of it on YouTube. When I find well, out, I'll let you know. Cause, okay. Cause, you know, you know, this is up with that, the, air, the yeah. airline pilot that freaked out. Yeah, and yeah. That yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, they got me freaking out, too. You got you freaking out? You freaking out, on, uh, you freaking out on the airplane? No, no. it's just the it's same general same idea. idea. Yeah. And the guy was right there with the camera to take pictures of that. Okay. Hey, uh, Sweet Gail, hold on a second, because Omizi, I want to do this real quick. I got another I got another uh, hot or not today. You know, it, it's something. He's local from Vallejo. His name is uh, Jay Dutch. So I'm about to I'm about to play this, and we're going to tell you, this, let's do this hot or not real quick. And then we're going to get into some more of that block brochure after this. So. That's yeah, yeah. So make sure uh shout out to MIH Entertainment. Arnold, what's going on, man? I, I got you right here. Uh let me get this shit find it. Hot or not, hot or not. Okay. Check it out. This right here, J Dutch, hot or not. It's called Speakers. Uh, let me see if I loaded it up. Damn. Okay, yeah. I should just 
get this shit ready before I go, huh? All right, so hot or not, this is Jay Dutch right here, 714-694-4150. Get in there. Tell me what you like it. Tell me if you like it. Hot or not. Oh, Arnold said, okay, Arnold wants me to hold off on that one because he's got a little personal stuff in. Let's get in some more of this E-40 then. Fuck it. We'll do that. I'm going to hold off for you, Arnold. E-40, this is that Black Bro shirt, one, two, and three. Go get that shit right now. Uh... We we waiting on on uh, on Damon to call right now. So hold on. Here we go. Block Road Shore E40 in stores right now on iTunes. Block Road Shore one, two, and three. Check it out. Feeling like philosophers, I ain't hit it too hard. I tap, 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 tap. I'm just a young G, perking on Rossi, burning grab a cup, feel free to copy. Currently, I'm stuck playing Call of Duty. My lady loves Mary Jane too, but she ain't fruity. Ashtray full of booties, my eyes looking like boobies, my lids naturally droopy, and I'm loaded. And I ain't in the mood for talking. Mary Jane got me coughing. Cause I 
love is something you can't live without. Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. 
Yeah, and, and I know you got that little. You still got some uh, some stuff in your mouth. Some, uh, you know, pie. they had to numb me up. They had to numb me up, but it's all good. I can talk. You know, I got my teeth back in my mouth, so that's that's even okay. better. You know. Good. You're not you're not slobbing on your on your on your first million dollar suit, right? Nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Damon. Uh, my my co-host is Old Meezy. What's up, Big Old Meezy? You on the line with us? What's up? What's up? I so man, Damon, I've had a uh, you know you know what I did since since I knew you were coming on the line, I did go ahead and and pick up the brand within, and I picked up the display of power on my brand new Kindle Fire I got. I love this thing because it's uh, okay. It's, it's making me it's making me read more, but but I wanted to to kind of learn more about you and and reading the display of power. Um, you you were always a hustler, man. It it forever. You you've been hustling for like all your life. Yeah, you know I grew up in Hollis, Queens, and you know uh, you know I I looked up to the guys like Russell Simmons and those guys who out there who were getting it when I was really young, and I think that they you know they added that fire to my wanting to be a hustler. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, man, at twelve years old, your mom gave you condoms. To take to this is like one of the funniest stories I think I read in there. Your mom gave you condoms to take to the uh, to camping with you for for your twelve your twelve year old fifth grade camp, and you sold them to everybody else. Well, I told them, man, I can't. Maybe I don't. I don't regard, I don't remember if I was bareback and I wasn't getting anything at the time. But I told the condoms <laughs> would make some money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, it was just. Man, I, I encourage everybody to get the display of power. It's on Kindle. In fact, it's on, it's nine ninety nine right now on Kindle. And uh, and man, that that is probably one of the best one of the best books I've I've read in a long time. Um, I'm definitely a, a big fan of Shark Tank, Damon. I watch it all the time. Um, I, in fact, I use I use I use a term that that I just found out last week. The uh, was it elephant arms? Is that what you called it? Elephant arms? Yeah, the elephant arms. No, no, bingo arm, bingo wings, bingo oh, wings. Oh, bingo wings. <laughs> <laughs> bingo wings. So you watch a show like that. You watch a show like that, and that's then that's what you learn from it, huh? That's what I learned. Yeah, I watch it. That's what I learned from it. Bingo wings. Whoa, you know what bingo wings is, Omizi? No, what is that? Omizi, bingo wings is is you know those old ladies. They got that that stretchy that that extra flab under their arms and and when they hit bingo they oh, throw the wow. arms in the air and go bingo bingo. Damn, you was killing me with that one, man. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I actually just seen uh, I actually just seen like well, I, I don't know if it's the latest one. I was watching it uh, when I was in Reno, and I think it was uh, it was a cat on there that had something that had something to do with his uh, invention for the, for the nose or something like that where. Where the uh, guys, the Shark Tank guys, gave him like a million dollars or something like that to start his project or something like that, but they had offered him way more. But he just felt like he felt like he wanted, he wanted ownership, you know what I mean? So uh, I haven't been able to catch a whole bunch of episodes, but I've, I've probably seen about three or four of them. It's real talk. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was a repeat from last year. But I think it played uh, last night or a couple of nights ago. So. Um, yeah, that was a cat who had the nasal defense, uh, where where it kind of could prevent you from all you know allergies and all kind of that stuff in your nose. And, and Robert actually offered him uh, four million dollars for the company, and right. he declined. Yeah, he declined, and he he came with he, he ended up doing the deal with me, Cuban, and um, Kevin O'Leary. 
What do you think? What do you think is one of the, like the one of the? What do you think like one of the one of the biggest like? Who do you think is like one of the biggest people that missed they that missed they blessing that that could have made a lot of money like on the, as far as the show like what investment did you think you could you guys really could have made uh, in, in somebody's invention but they didn't they didn't accept. Um, you know that's really hard to say because a lot of people you we even do the deals with uh, we do the deals and then they get funny style afterwards or they don't have all the proof that they need and they miss their boat even though they've basically done the deal. But I remember the first season, there was a guy that we offered two million dollars to, and he had a he had a seatbelt that um, if you don't click into the seatbelt, the car yeah, starts the car to come start. I Remember that? Yeah, and he he didn't do the deal because he believed that we were going to take the product and we were going to put it on the shelf and never put it out, which didn't make any sense. Uh, I think that he thought car makers were doing that to him, but you know what we wanted to do was go and license it and make sure that thing gets put in every single car around the world. And I think it would have been a billion-dollar, uh, you know, company or concept, and he didn't take the deal. Now, he went off and he made a couple of million doing it, so we can't say that he lost. But, uh, you know, I think that we would have been able to exploit the opportunities a little better as as, as sharks, you know? Right. So they say, they, say, they say the game is to, you know, uh, E-40, he, said, he taught me, you know, the game is to be circulated and transferred. You know, so once you come up with the idea in your mind, it's already then hit the cosmos, and somebody else is already thinking the same thing. So when they come with the idea on the show, and and you see it on the show, is there already is it already patented before you co- they come on the show? Like, what's it take somebody in in Japan or China to already take your idea and run with it and, and make a knockoff version when they see you with it? Well, that's going to happen regardless. I mean, we all have ideas and concepts, and a lot of times people do come on the show, and we realize that the person on the show talking about it is the fifth person to come up with the concept. Um, but, you know, you look at somebody like Apple, they've only had one patent up until around 1995, so a lot of times it's about speed and about being first to market, you know. So you, it, it all depends on how ready, how fast are you ready to execute the thing. Once you put it out there like that, you better be ready to rock with it. You can't just be sitting there, right. you know. Yeah, I was thinking, I was like, man, because, you know, I see people, I, you know, I watch the show, and I'm like, man, I, it seems like I can go make that unfold right now if they don't jump on it or... <laughs> or maybe, if, or maybe if they see you, like if you, if they turn y'all down, like, and you know it's a excellent idea, how long do you wait before you say, okay, well we gonna we gonna start that? You you ain't did nothing with it in six months after being on the show or a year. We gonna rock, we gonna rock that idea. I mean that that's a little that's a little hard to do because it's almost like what you know what whatever you're up to now and I'm up to. You know, if you show me the idea now and I try to go knock it off, even though I may have a little bit of, you know, I, I got some resources, you already may have put two, three, four, five years into it. So I'm kind of starting off on the curve. But the good thing about the show is that when people come on there and they have a great idea and a concept, uh, they get calls from a, a lot of places, from the Targets of the world and the Sears of the world and, and you know, the good years of the world who, who say, you know what, we don't want to reinvent the wheel. Why don't we just acquire what you're doing? So um, so it works both ways. You know, they get put on a public stage and they can get knocked off or they can get a, a strategic partner, uh, partner fairly quickly, you know? Hey, you know, uh, one I wanted to ask you about, Damon, is, is the lap band. You know, because I remember watching the show, and and some dude came on. He was a, he was a bodybuilder, and he had the band that you put on your in, on your thighs, and you and you work your thighs, and you lose weight with it, and nobody went with them, right? right. And then all right. of a sudden, this lap band is coming out, but 
but I don't know what the lap band is because when they're marketing that project, that product, you, you never see it. Um, um, I don't know what it is. I always thought, I wonder if that's the same thing from the Shark Tank. Do, do you know if that's I, it? I, I, no, nah, I don't know if that's it. I don't know if that's the lap band because I, I, I don't really know the lap band, to tell you the truth. It, it goes around your knee as well? I have no idea. I mean, there's no... We got another lap band that goes around for your intestines. You might be talking about the lap band for the... Uh, for your intestines, for uh, people that's trying to lose weight. You know that one eight hundred five zero eight. That one. Oh yeah, you know that. I think I think that's a I think that's a weight loss thing. Yeah, but yeah, the other one was uh the other one I guess was a uh it was like an exercise thing and and I, I always every time I hear that lap band I'd say oh I wonder if that was that dude on Shark Tank. And no 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 that wasn't him man he was a good dude um and I I I forgot why he didn't get the deal I mean we see we see a lot of deals on there so I don't recall he was a good dude and he had a good product but something he was saying uh, was a little off to us right right hey Damon uh, do you mind taking a call, a call a couple calls because we got a caller that's been waiting on hold since since the beginning of the show he's been waiting for you to call in um, yeah no problem yeah let's no. let's talk to him this is Chris he's from Dallas Fort Worth Chris you're online with Damon Johns. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Hey, hey Damon. Uh, not much. Uh, I enjoy the show. You as a person, too. Oh, thank you, brother. Um, all right, my question really is, um, you know, you, you had money or been wealthy, you know, for a while now. So what gives you that drive to still go out and, you know, try to try to be the, the – try to find the next biggest thing and just keep pushing? Uh, well, I think the you know I have a I have the luxury of going out after things that I want to do that are fun now and you know I, I honestly when I started Fubu and even till today fashion was always fun so I never worked a day in my life and uh, people always ask me what's the drive but you know what do you really do once you once you come up with a form of wealth or something like that I mean you have to do something every day that that you know that makes you happy you know Lennox Lewis is a great friend of mine. And, you know, uh, he retired as one of the only boxers at the top with a with crazy amount of money. Uh, you know, how does he feel when his wife says, hey, hey, man, go empty the garbage, you know, and when he's home yeah, doing yeah, nothing. Yeah. Like, he, he, he was on top of the world, now he's just emptying the garbage, right? There's yeah. a, you, you always have the, you know, you have this need to go out and make a change and make, you know, more money if you can, but I have fun with every single one of the products that I that I invest in and, and, and go out and speak and stuff like that. So you'll, you should always be able to find your drive, you know? Yeah. Uh, can I have some more questions? All right. Sure. Okay. All right. And uh, my other question was, I know you get people, you know, especially since short time, that come up to you all the time and probably try to pitch an idea or just try to get some help or anything like that. Does that bother you sometime or just? No, not at or all. Just, I mean, you just know, depend I mean, on the idea. It doesn't bother me when people pitch me or they look for advice because I, I put myself out there and I'm on a public stage and what can I expect, uh, as well as it's, it's rewarding to give people advice. The only thing that bothers me is when you're talking to somebody and they, they're supposed to be able to pitch you something in 90 seconds or not, and after you tell them you either pass on it or you've got the concept yeah. and everything and they got that hot-ass breath and they're talking to you for another 20 minutes and 30 minutes and just pounding you <laughs> in your head and you mentally check out of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's about pitching anybody. You know, when you're pitching somebody, try to be really direct, concise. You know, tell them what you have that will make their life better. Don't pitch them about how you want to be rich and you want this and you want that because nobody cares what you want. 
You have to yeah. tell them, you know, what what what's the opportunity for them, and make it short and sweet, and and that's it, you know. Yeah, and uh, I know you're gonna be in Dallas. I think on the 14th, I think is uh to come speak at like a conference or something like that. Uh huh. And uh, you know, so, I got my tickets. And uh, okay. I I think it's the 14th, but uh, my question really to you is uh. I got a great idea, you know. Well, you know, of course, everybody thinks the idea is great. But um, besides the game changes or, you know, meeting you at a conference or anything like that, what's the like? What's the best way to reach you? Because I got That's an really idea. The best way. Going, going, through, going through gamechangers.com is, is the best way probably because yeah. myself and other, other speakers and people, we meet with people, and then and then the money yeah. goes to charity, so we go to dinner and lunch with people. Oh, okay. uh, I say if you want to. Send something to me on Twitter or Facebook. Make it really short. I'm at the Shark Damon, and make it very, very short. If you have a patent number or something like that, put it in there. Yeah. Um, or a website, something like that. Those are the best ways to get me online. And then, of course, GameChangers.com is how I meet with people. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I want to know. Um, I guess I'll see you some other time then. All right, that's hey, all I need to All right, man. I see you in Dallas. Hey, Chris. Right, another thanks. thing you could do is go get go to uh, to Amazon.com. Get that. Get that the brand within, and that tells you a lot about yeah. Damon, uh, about how he how he thinks. Um, I think he put a lot. Yeah, of yeah, I already got it. Okay, yeah. So you so you already. You know what? I just found out, I, and I just found out yesterday that that uh, we're we're casting for the next season of Shark Tank. So you may want to, you know, uh, you know, you may want to get on there and try to face us. I just yeah, read another thing too. Uh, like Shark Tank, that's a large stage. You know, y'all getting six million plus viewers, but then sometimes do that do yeah does that water down the product? Because some people don't want to see the idea pitched to them on TV, you know, and then still go support the idea. Some people just want to see the idea in the store and not know really who's behind it, you know. So they either run into that as a problem or. I don't think that ever waters down people to educate yourself. If you ever if you ever stage six million people, that would have probably cost you about five million dollars to get out there and. And give them that information. You you already just saved five million dollars, so yeah. I would I would think that it would be better to you know face the sharks and see what it is. If if, if you feel like, if you feel you need funding, if you don't and you uh you got other ways to finance it and find money, then you don't really need it. You know that's only up to you. You're, you're the CEO of your own company. You know the you know where you want to go. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for calling. All right. Thanks. Put you back on hold. All right. So Damon, we got we just he mentioned uh he mentioned game chain gamechangers.com uh it's actually gamechangermeetings.com let's talk about that a little bit tell me tell me exactly why you put that together who you who you put that together with and what what does it do well i just put that together with with a couple of guys that um you know a lot of a lot of artists and people go out there and, and people want to meet with them and they have no way to meet with them so i put it together where you know if somebody's in a city or a state and they have the opportunity you know, like me, if I go into Dallas and I have, you know, half an hour, hour to meet with somebody, an individual, they go on, they fill out an application, make sure they have a viable idea or concept, you know, portions of the proceeds go over to charity. And, you know, we try to, you know, meet with people one at a time, you know, because a lot of people will sit there and go after you as a, you know, as a broadcaster and me and other people and say, well, I just want to talk to you. They don't really have nothing to say to you. Right. You know, they just want to you know, chew your air off. So this is a way that somebody fills out an application, they show that they have something noteworthy, something they really need advice for. You know, it gives back because we go out there and we talk to people. I think it's Game Changer Meeting, you said, right? Yeah, yeah, it's GameChangerMeetings.com. Yeah. yeah, and then we go out there and we talk to them, and then we give a portion of the proceeds to a couple of charities, and it just helps everybody all around, and we just keep it moving. 
Okay, and then and then the other one you got you got uh, littersf.com. Um, wh- what exactly is that? LitterSF is a jewelry company that uh, Mark Cuban and myself invested in from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, they came on the show about a month ago, two young ladies, and they had this 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 nice body jewelry. Oh, so, um, I, I remember that, that. Yes. Yeah, so that's the company that we invested into, and uh, you know, great CEO, and she's uh, and the girls are out there just pushing the stuff out there, and it's amazing. A lot of good response responses from it. So that's uh, that's the little girl. Right. Right. Okay, I, I got I got another person on the phone for you. This is actually um this is Think First Clothing. They've been wanting to, to talk to you and they were excited that you were coming on the on the uh on the show, obviously. Um who is it, Rodney or who is this on the line? Think first, what's up? You're on the line with with the shark with Damon Hello, John. Afternoon. It's Serena. Serena Miles representing Think First Clothing. Hi. Hey. Hi. Hello. Good afternoon, Mr. John. Hi, good afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. I hope your uh, visit to the dentist was pleasant. Um, first of all, I just want to say, you know, I appreciate your time uh, on your blog radio, Mr. Camacho, as well as I appreciate you making the time to fit us into your busy calendar, Mr. John. Um, first, I just wanted to um, say that I appreciate the advice that you've given to the callers so far, uh, it was very enriching, and um, actually it was kind of along the lines of questions that we had prepared for you. But um, okay. moving past that, um, I just wanted to share with you that we are Urban Clothing Line, and um, you were in thought as far as you being a trailblazer as well as um, Russell Simmons. And um, we just wanted to know... Um, what was the pivotal point in your career as to how you really launch your clothing line? What what took it off from the grassroots level to it just taking off and becoming a worldwide uh, market? And of Okay, I'll let you answer that question. Go ahead, Damon. Well, I, I think it was um, several stages. I think that um, one of the, you know, obviously after coming up with the concept, uh, people don't know that for about two to three years I had a total of ten shirts. And I would take those ten shirts, and each one of those shirts I would take, and I would try to get to a video set, and I would put it on a wrapper, and then I would take it back. And then I put on another wrapper, and I would take it back. And I did that for about three years with these same ten shirts. Wow. And, um, and you know, after about three years, people looked at this company and said, wow, I see this FUBU FB stuff on every single wrapper, every single artist. This must be a huge company. So I created a vacuum in the business by doing that. And, um, you know, that was one of my biggest steps, which took me many years to accomplish. You know, I think that uh, Robert Hershevik said it the best when he said that every overnight success takes 15 to 20 years. And it, and it took me a long time in the beginning just to get that out there to make sure that people knew my product. Say that Say that one more time. Yeah, every, 15, every 20 years. Success, 15 to 20 years, that's big. Yeah. That's a shirt right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you know, a lot of a lot of people are surprised. <laughs> you know, a lot of people are surprised about having a, a clothing company, any product. You know, I always say that people want to do a million dollars in sales, two million, three million, and go take it out to the public. But when you're looking at sharks or outside investors or strategic relationships, you know, I, you know, I, if you if you go to the mall and you open your trunk and you sell ten, twenty pieces in ten minutes. Close your trunk and give me a call because 
that that's what I'm talking about. I can then if I can sell fifteen, twenty pieces in ten minutes in every single mall and every single store and every single city and every single country around the world, then there's a hit. So a lot of times people think about these grand plans. I'm gonna go to Magic Show, get a big booth, take out a full page ad in the Vibe magazine and do this big collection, just go sell a couple of pieces. And let me see that somebody wants to buy your pieces. And I'm not talking about grandma or Uncle Ned. I'm talking about people who don't know who the hell you are and they are attracted to your product and they want to buy it because they think it's going to make their life a little bit better because they're going to look a little better or feel a little bit better. That's great. Damon, I got to, you know, something Something that, uh, it's funny you said that because I've tried every little get-rich-quick scheme, right? You know, these these, okay, now get everybody in your phone book and give them a call and tell them what you're doing. You know, that right. with, with the vision boards, all that stuff, you know, to me, <laughs> <laughs> that, that stuff is, does not work. I've tried it all. Um, what would you say to people that are trying to do that all the time? I mean, like like sooner or later, your family and the people in your, in your phone book get sick of hearing from you because you got another idea. Yeah, and I, I agree, and unfortunately, you never know which one of those ideas is going to strike gold, because I remember the girlfriend I lived with um, at the time, I said I need $800 or like a $1,000 loan, and I'd always given her back her money when I borrowed stuff, and then and, and then some, and she said to me with the food, she said, man, you got another harebrained idea, huh? I ain't giving you nothing. <laughs> and, uh, I remember... Yeah, have you seen... Oh, now, they got a show. They got a movie called Envy. Have you seen that that movie? Exactly. Like, um, you seen that? And he wanted to eat. All he needed was a or two thousand dollars to invest for the poop poop be gone or whatever that shit was. And he didn't want he didn't yeah. want to come off that, he didn't want to come off that gouda. Next thing you know, this dude that made a whole bunch of money. That's a perfect example. I remember her coming to my I remember her coming to my office about ten years later and looking around at the office, going, "Now where?" Where did we go wrong? Where did we go wrong? <laughs> but um, but you know, you know the funny thing is, man. You know when I had when I had the when I first started, man, we had to get up in everybody's face with those shirts. We did every from thing from the black expo to the Chinese expo, oh, yeah, to yeah. Spanish, yeah. You know, and and nowadays the beauty of it is, you don't have to do that. You can go on to this thing called the internet and you shoot that thing out there and. People who don't know who you are are either going to invest or they're going to tell you it's crap. They're going to buy the product uh, or not. Uh, Mr. Dame, uh, Mr. John, uh, my name is yeah. Rodney. I'm the owner of Think First Clothing. Uh, by the way, I sent you an um, email yesterday with uh, pictures of my product. And some of the things that you've mentioned, um, yeah, I, I did local uh, festivals, uh, Barry Black Expo, uh, Art and Soul Festival. I did, and I found out the difference. Um, age, all age groups, different nationalities. They was all interested in what I was selling. Uh, Think First Clothing been on the market for about two years now, and what I, what people get out of my uh, product is the positive message. You know, think before you react, think before you speak. And not only the message they got out of it is the uh, the logo and how it, it was designed. Now I have several people gave me. Uh, that told me that, you know, this could be really big. Um, they pictured my, my logo on condom wrappers. They they, they pictured my logo <laughs> on jeans. They pictured my logo on backpacks, schools. They pictured my logo on athletic wear, people working out, headbands, sweatbands. Um, and Think First Clothing uh, 
what I would like to do with this company and not only uh, sell uh, clothing merchandise, I would like to brought out into, like, rehabilitation centers uh, for homeless people, people that's recovering, uh, drug addicts. Uh, but um, but one thing I did was test my product in the public, and people I don't even know was buying my product. And by me, with this huge idea, with such small uh, investment behind my product, and basically I'm searching around not only for advice on how to expand my business, but a little bit of uh, investment where we can go out there and really put money behind it and see see the difference uh, as far as marketing and uh and right, you you um you were on the call prior, remember? You, but you on the call prior. Remember when I told you, man? You know, try not to 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 overstate <laughs> what you need, and try not to be all about I I I. Yeah, I understand. You know, I th- I'm just giving you an idea of uh, the feedback with people. What I'm getting from the people that really don't know me. From the pe- oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Damon. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go ahead and address that. Um, you know, people are going to give you exactly, you know, what it's worth. Uh, you know, it's worth nothing, the advice that people give. It, it's up to you to have a clear, decisive way. You know, all those routes that people are giving you are not conducive to each other. You know, if you're if you're, if you're you're selling clothes or making product for the homeless, which is, a, you know, an admirable concept, it's challenging to have a home sell something or make something for a homeless person and then have another person pay a retail price for it. Um, so there's two solutions to that. You go and make the retail money with it, and then you go and build and do other things for the homeless with the money that you make, or you become a charitable nonprofit uh, movement for the homeless and and do that. I'm not saying that either one of them good, bad, or indifferent. I'm just saying you can't mix high retail with or retail with homelessness, you know, and and people in in need. So you need to kind of be very clear on what you would like to do in that area. Um, you also trying to sell a message, but it's hard to do a condom as well as clothing. Um, so you just have to really be a little bit more decisive, narrow, and deep. Don't take everybody else's opinion about what you should do because you're the CEO. You're the one who's going to have to make all the answers and all the questions, you know, and, and report to everything, everything you do when you're done. Correct. So you have to be clear about that. In regards to, okay. getting, um, in regards to getting funding or partnership, uh, Everybody has opinions, but how many sales have you made and have you sold a good amount where you show profitability? Uh, you don't always necessarily need somebody's hard cash. Um, mm-hmm. They always say OPM is not o- other people's money, but it could be other people's marketing, other people's manufacturing, other people's mind power, other people's mistakes. You can make a profit off of each one of those. So you mm-hmm. should probably go out there and try to look for more strategic partners and not money. I'll give you $50,000 and own half your company or – you go out and get $50,000 worth of orders and tell a printer, listen, I'll give you 10% more than you normally get to print this $50,000 worth of goods. And at that point, you still own 100% of your company, but the printer just made a little bit of more money. So you have to really think strategically about how to how to develop your company. Was that an yeah. offer, David? <laughs> <laughs> so was that an Mr. offer? Damon, I, I, don't know what it, I don't know what his sales were, you know? <laughs> <laughs> not an offer. Uh, Mr. Damon, uh, Mr. John, I understand why I have you on the phone right now because you're a hard person to catch up with, and you're one of the, really the first person that I'm actually been trying to talk to. And thanks to Soul Radio, I have you on the line. And now, now, um, 
<clears throat> now I understand the direction I really want to go besides all the other avenues that people uh, told me I, I, what I should do. I know exactly which direction I want right, to go. Come on. Get it, get and, it out, uh, right? Let's go. Is, is, there, is there any way that I can get you to see my product, see my logo, so you can sit down and take a look at it and, and you may have sec, uh you may okay. like it. That's the, that's the question, Dave. Can he can you watch can you look at his logo, Dave? You would have you would have to go to game changer meetings and stuff like that because I don't take unsolicited I don't take just uh um unsolicited uh pitches because what happens is God forbid you send your logo over to me and uh my company comes out with a similar one you know, without you filling out an application and we have our NDAs together, then, you know, I'm I'm liable for a potential lawsuit and I have no idea that a designer came out with it or somebody came out with a similar idea. So it's, it's challenging just to take raw pitches all the time being in the position I'm in. There you go. I got, so, I got a question. So, Ryan, question. real quick, Rodney, GameChangersMeetings.com, go there. Um, you could you could, you could could send uh, Damon, uh, you could send him a message, set up your profile, and and he has a host of people that could look at your stuff, and then you set up set up a meeting when whenever he comes into town. You got that, Rodney? Yes, I got it. Okay. All right, Rod. Good luck. Okay. All right. And uh, Chris from Dallas wanted to know if you follow people back on Twitter. Um, no, I don't normally. I follow a couple of people. I do contests sometimes when people uh, watch a show and they give answers, and I follow them, but. You know, if I followed him, I'd be following a lot of people, you know, and, yeah. you know, so yeah. I'd have so, to follow everybody, you know. So, Dan, let's talk about uh, uh, Shopify. What What is exactly Shopify? How can that enhance enhance somebody's website? Right, so that's a good point. So, Shopify is a, is a company that I'm an ambassador of. It's Shopify, not sh- not um Spotify, it's Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y. And one of the biggest challenges as entrepreneurs with products is to to do the website. You know, there's always a problem with the guy who's building it. He doesn't show up, you know, the flash or this or that, you know, and I, I still have challenges with that, even with my staff. But Shopify basically gives you an, e, an e-commerce site where you look official, like your Macy's, like your whoever else, you know, like a brand, and you can put your brand up there and you can push it out to the world, and that's one less thing to have to worry about so you can at least perfect your brand and everything else. So um, I try to give entrepreneurs all the tools that I think they need to go out there and just, you know, be able to just concentrate on their product and put it out. So Shopify uh, is the the product and the company that I work with. So it's Shopify.com, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash the shark Damon. Go there. Um, he has a video up there and kind of explains – Exactly what he just told you, and uh, and then you could do that. You could uh, set up your profile and and start start working with that. I mean that's Damon Damon Johns. Everybody is pretty much telling you that he has put everything out there for you. Um, Damon, as far as the way you came up, man, you you came up. You didn't have a whole lot of people doing this for you. You didn't have a Damon Johns in your life, did you? Well, I think we did. I think I think I, we always had some kind of a Damon John, you know, in our lives. We just may not value them. You know, the first one was my mother, and then, you know, then I started to kind of hang around with the local heroes in my hood. I didn't go after the, the bigger people that I saw out there that were unattainable. I went after the people that, 
that had kind of had the knowledge and they were they were local in the hood and and you know unfortunately this last couple of years you know the kids these days unless you drive around in a Bentley and you know you got the big mansion you you're you're not a successful person and I was fortunate enough to find uh, a couple of guys and parents in the hood who were successful but they were successful parents and they were successful businessmen they just weren't they didn't have a lot of wealth but they had a lot of knowledge and that that's more than wealth so um. So I was I was I was raised by a lot of a lot of people, individuals who helped me, you know, understand business and I just and even till today I still learn. I you know, as much as I may have disdain or want to stab them in the back half the time, my fellow sharks, you know, I still learn from <laughs> I mean, them. That, that, like, that, know, that, I, that makes good viewing right there. You know? Yeah, no, no, of course. I you know, listen. I get to curse out Mark Cuban and make a profit at the same time. I mean, it doesn't get better than that, right? <laughs> so so But but I still learn from them as well, you know? Right, right. You go to every game. Does, does everybody who Mark Cuban bring on, bring on to to everybody he invests with? Do they get tickets to the games to Dallas Shark or Dallas uh, Mavericks? Nah, nah. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, um, I haven't seen anybody else at the games when I go when I go hang out with them. But you know, you, you catch <laughs> yeah. him if you can. You know, if you can travel to all forty states to thirty five games like him, then you probably own your own team as well. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, Damon, another thing, um, how how did you how did you get LL Cool J? He was definitely your first your first FUBU sponsor, all right? What would, what what did it take to to get LL to wear that FUBU and 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 be like, hey, this is my this is my man, you know? He went all well, through. you know. It took about two years of stressing him and keep and and keep. Um, reinventing the product because he never liked the product. And we didn't, you know, all the FUBU stuff we used to make, all the FB, the the logo was purple for the first three years. Right. And L would never like it, but he would never tell us why he didn't like it. But he didn't like it because it didn't match his sneakers. You know, he had a crazy sneaker game. and But he never wanted to kind of shut us down, so he didn't say nothing. He kept avoiding us for years, but he would try something on here, try something on there. We would go to his cousin, his uncle, his brother, his sister, everybody to get it on him. And after about two, three years, he started to see the company grow, and he realized that, like anybody, he realized, listen, I'm not going to help you if you're not helping yourself. But after two, three years, he saw that we weren't going anywhere, and then we were making some kind of strides. And he said, you know what? I know that I probably won't get any money from you guys, and I know that you probably won't get anywhere, but the hood will never let me down if I turn my back on you guys. Right. And <laughs> and, and that time was important to him because that time he was facing going on to, uh, he had a show called In the House, and he was facing a lot of big sponsors who wanted to, to pay him to wear their clothes, and he knew that if he backed up these, these four guys from the hood that nobody ever thought would make it anywhere, he knew those sponsors wouldn't pay him no more. But he did it, you know, he believed in us. Right, man. That that was that was a huge move because that really pushed you guys over the limit. Did you see that picture I sent you on Twitter? Did you get a chance to look at it? No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. I told you to from the, up, but I didn't see it. From the two thousand from the two thousand NBA NBA All Star Weekend here in Oakland, um, it was me and you. And it's funny because back then you were a little chunky. Back in two thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. I had another thirty forty pounds of me, and I was wearing the baggy clothes, so I looked like yeah. a little pun running around. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, and back then I was I was skinny, and now if we would take a picture together again. It'd be the, I'm the you're the skinny guy, I'm the chunky guy. 
It's funny. I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to talk to you. Uh, Omizi, you got another question for Damon before we let him go? Yeah, well, at what point in time? Uh, I know getting uh, LL Cool J was a big was a big game changer, but what was the next game changer? Because I, you know, like as as far as um, people who have a brand and somebody actually going out and saying, okay, I need uh, an investor. At what point did you realize, and, and who did you go to for that big investment? I heard it was Sanyo. You know, like uh, uh, Sanyo came and gave y'all a, a whole bunch of money. Uh, like, at what point did you say, man, I think we're going to need investors at this point? Yeah, so um, we got LL, and we created more steam, and then we started making sales, and it was Samsung, uh, Samsung America Samsung. that, yeah, that Samsung. yeah worked with. And, and they didn't give us any money. Again, we just got purely the ability to distribute. So any, any kind of orders and and sales that we would make, we'd have to make that first. We'd be able to come to them. And we'd be able to say to un, you know, can you underwrite us? You know, and can you ship out these goods? You know, a lot of people gave okay. us flack. Oh, they, you know, you know, you sold out, but we didn't sell out. We, you know, we we basically had a financer. It's the same as you own your, you say you own your house, but Bank of America, you better cut them that check every week or every month. You know, so we had a we had a financer in them, and that's what took us. That that gave us the ability that as many orders as we got in, we'd have to pay a big, but we can we can then ship out the clothes. You know. Right, and 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 um, is there your relationship still with with Samsung? Yeah, still got a relationship with them as well as several other with SunTrust and and many other financial institutions. And and so so nine times out of ten, people are saying, "Let me see your business plan." So when you went to when you came to to Samsung, you know, which is an Asian company, right? Yeah. So what? what so okay. Now I'm sure you didn't go in there like jeaned out, like you know, saying like, how did y'all approach them? You know, was it like, did you have some a face that came in, or did you just say, you know, take us how you how we are? I tell you, I tell you how it worked. We had went to uh, the Magic Show and we had made about three hundred thousand dollars in sales in the Magic Show, the trade show out in Vegas, and right. um, we started to make the clothes in the house. I had taken a, I had taken a mortgage on my house. We then started getting orders in and more orders. So then we had a million dollars in sales. When we had a million dollars in sales, I didn't need to go anyplace with a suit or jeans on. People were knocking on my door to give me a deal. Wow. So, so, so and that's, that's why I try to tell everybody, sales, cure, sales cures all. You can have your own opinion about what you're going to do, how sexy your company is going to be, how you're going to change the world. You do sales, the investors will find you. You know something that we always think about in the hood, Dame, is uh, is is maybe your to have that one white guy that goes for you. You know that, and, and I always think about that. Okay, we gotta have this one white guy, and he's gonna go in and talk to these people because they don't want to talk to us. Is the world still like that? Um, I mean, there's always front men, but you don't need them to be that that way because you know. You don't need that necessarily. You need sales. You need that. You need. I'll tell you the guy you need. You need. You need Benjamin, the green Benjamin. That's what you need. Sales. That's definitely the guy you need. And and you ask that all the time. And that's one of the big things about going on Shark Tank is is you have to have your shit straight before you go on Shark Tank. I mean, you guys always ask how was your sales last year? How was your How was your sales? What you're projecting for the future? Um, um, do you have the patent on this thing? Um, it, when I watch it, I go, "Wow, I, I would definitely fail if I ever went to Shark Tank if I had a if I had a, a idea because 
you have to do so much. And even in your book, in the Brand Within, you said if you were on Shark Tank, you would probably would have failed. I would have failed. At a certain time, I would have failed if I had to get a business, business plan and stuff. But the beauty of Shark Tank is if you don't have sales, then try to have a patent. And, you know, if you don't have a patent, then be somebody who's been working at a company and do, and making in this certain area or, or product category for 10, 20 years because then you've got experience. We just don't come on there with just some idea plucked out of your head. No sales, so it shows you never sold it. No patent, so it shows that you didn't have it for two, three years and, and you didn't get a government stamp and nobody else has it. And no history of doing it for 10, 20 years. You, 10, 20 years, you just rolled out of your bed and said, you know what, I want to take a gamble with your money, Damon, on this new concept I have, and I ain't put no time into it. You can't do that. It doesn't make any sense. No time, no money. Right. That's real. Yeah, so they, they say it takes what? What do they say? It takes like five years from the beginning of your idea to actually pull out your business and, and start to, to make money. Absolutely. I think it takes about the first year or two to kind of figure it out, make sure that you're on to the right thing, and make sure that you're making the right steps, and then you take them another take another two or three years to work out the things and make those little mistakes and then say, all right, you know what, we perfected what we're doing, and let's let's really start turning turning the corner and let's start making some money. Right. Okay. Hey, uh, Damon, Rodney from Think First is back. One more question he wanted to ask. Go ahead, Rodney. Make it quick. All right. Uh, how you doing, Mr. John? I'm, uh, I'm going to get straight up with you. Um, that, uh, now, I understand you don't accept unsolicited photos, but is there any way that I could send you a T-shirt, a, a, a hoodie sweatshirt, to you, uh, maybe to your P.O. box? Uh, because I, I really want to, to see what I'm trying to offer because it's, it's a really attractive product. And, All right. Uh, no, I appreciate you. Send it to the radio station. I have them for it over to me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Send it to me. Send it to me, and I'll uh, I'll forward it to to Damon. Okay, right. Okay, and also, and also I'm on I'm, right. I'm on your website. I'm gonna fill out the information. So yeah. I appreciate your time, and uh, thank you, sir. All right, thank you. Good luck. All right. Oh yeah. So once again, everybody, it's uh, make sure you watch Shark Tank. That's what every Saturday, every Sunday. I got it on my DVR, so I don't watch it live. I, I, I just yeah, no, because we were doing we were doing repeats on Saturday, so it, the 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 new ones come on Friday nights at eight o'clock on uh abc okay cool and and they're casting now so if somebody wants to somebody wants to cast what well, they just go to abc.com i guess right and slash shark tank yep. okay and, and don't forget game changer meetings.com um that's gonna that's gonna how that's how you get there to to network with uh damon johns litter sf.com if you want some good body jewelry um shopify.com slash the shark damon and then don't forget the books, the brand within, and display of power. And display of power, I, I got to say again, Dame, I I really learned about you in that book. Uh, we were talking earlier yeah. about uh, one thing we were talking earlier about was was the, when you when you're on hold and we didn't get to you, as we were talking about the Trayvon Martin and Omezi mentioned, you know, he lives in a predominantly white neighborhood, and and, and a, if he sees a brother that's that doesn't belong there, then then something something alarms him right and and in your book uh display of power that happened to you you almost got shot you know you open your book with that kind of situation right exactly 
Um, you know, you you just never know. I mean, it's it's a challenging situation. So you you know, as us being brothers, it's it's uh you know you're caught in between this catch twenty two. You know. Right. Right. Definitely, man. Um, but you know what? You know what? You know what it is. Honestly, if you see anybody looking crazy, you know, and I'm not gonna say that's Trayvon because I don't think that was the case. But if you see anybody looking crazy, you know, you just get that feeling, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, can we can we uh, ask you one? I don't know if we get your opinion on this. Are you a Barack Obama supporter? Are you going? Um, I was on his first. I was on his first term. Okay, so what what what, what are you doing this this time? Which way are you going? Can you get your? Can you uh, yeah, get your? Can you get you right no, now? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna throw that out there right there because I gotta. I gotta look at a little bit more of the facts right now. Okay, good. Hey, Damon Johns, thank you for calling the show. Um, is it okay? I'm gonna keep your information and we could we could connect. You know, maybe we'll we could sit down and and have some coffee or something one time when you're in the Bay Area. All right, thank you. All right, thanks a lot, Dave, and and we'll All talk right. to you again. All right, Soul Kitchen Radio. Next week we have. Next week we have uh, Warren G on the phone. That's huge. That's big. Yeah. Chris, Chris from Dallas. Did you get out? Did you get the information you needed? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I got uh, the information I needed. It was a good show. Cool, cool. I'm glad you got a chance to talk to him, and thank you for uh, being here before the show even started. You know, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I try to be prompt, try to get in. <laughs> there it is. Basically, I think, basically, I think the moral of the story, uh, man, you gotta, you gotta stay consistent. You know what I'm saying with your brand. You know what I'm talking about. Stay consistent, and then, uh, you know, eventually you're gonna need that good investor to come through. You smell me? Unless you got your own Gouda, you get that good yeah. investor and get, to, get to making them orders. You know what I'm saying? One thing I'll be saying is like, I'm, you know, I'm a big dude. I hang around a lot of big dudes, and it's not always. Like, a lot of clothing companies don't make their clothes to fit, you know what I'm saying, big big cats, like 3X, 4X. I think it's a big market out there for 3Xs and 4Xs and 5Xs, man. Man, it is. I mean, you can only get that at, at, at Burlington. You got to go to Burlington. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Why should we, why should we be conditioned, you know, just, why should we just be able to get clothes or, you know what I'm saying, at a couple spots, man. I just feel like a lot of clothing designers out there, you know what I mean, they – they got the one X and the X down all the little tight shirts and shit. I need some big shit. You smell me? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, they, got, they got clothes for people like that. Uh, I'm a big dude. You got, it costs more money. You gotta go to. You really gotta go to like the big and tall spots. The That's stores. what I'm trying to do. I ain't trying to go no. Yeah, it costs more money. The thing is, it costs more money is because uh, it takes more material to make stuff for big dudes like us. <laughs> That's keeping it real. That's why. That's why people don't understand this this little skinny uh, yeah. this skinny jean fashion, all that skinny clothes fashion. Because if you don't remember, if you remember for this this fashion kicked in, people from you know everyone from the hood, Latino, you know, black, whatever, mainly Latinos and blacks in America, we always wore baggy clothes because you you're conditioned as a little kid, you know, you're gonna grow into it. So we just kept that stilo the rest of our lives, and you always had something baggy on what whatnot. But I can remember going. Just trying to buy two X or three X shirts, and then little dudes are still wearing them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So they're buying up all the all the uh, XL stuff, double XL stuff. Now it's like they're, they're trying to uh, a lot of stuff you have to do with going green and, and using uh, less material and so on and so forth. So it really should the prices for big stuff should have came down, but it still hasn't. I understand what you're saying, but it, it, once you get into manufacturing stuff, you'll see that it costs the more it costs to make the shirt, the more material you use, obviously the price goes up. 
I go to the uh, go to the local flea market, local flea market. They got all the nice jackets and everything. They they over with as far as the sizes. I mean, uh, you know, I done got down to a three X. You smell me at least throw some three X's in the mix. You smell. All right, hey man, we we were just hot. we were just laughing about some of the people that that call. They get so excited when when somebody like Damon Johnson's on the phone. Uh, man, it was, that was that was huge. Ah, man, let me wrap. Oh, hello? Definitely, yeah. Hey, so, 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 Chris, what, what's your thing? What do you got? What are you trying to pitch to, to Damon? Yeah, see, if I told y'all, then it wouldn't be my idea, though, boy. You know, y'all ain't y'all. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's why I said you know, earlier, man, don't shoot your ideas out before because somebody's going to take it and run with it instantly. Yeah, that's why, you know, I could have told him right then, you know what I'm saying, but see, by the time we got the phone, it would have been somebody already got it going, you know what I'm saying, but, uh. Right. Uh, that's a good idea, but uh, when, I, when I get it done, I, you know, I'm going to thank y'all, you know, for the little form y'all gave me to go ahead and talk. <laughs> hey, but, uh, hey, hey, y'all think I can freestyle real quick? Just to go ahead. Just, yeah, go just ahead. Just go ahead. Right, do it. Let's get me some clothes. That's all I want. <laughs> all right. Uh, okay. I love money, money, breathing. You know, it sounds crazy, but the struggle gave me reasons. Can't wait to get my money right because I'm leaving. About to take a vacay. I swear it's much needed. Somebody where the weed at? Not that shit that you smoking. That's the feedback. I need that shit that give me high like where the stars at. My nigga asked me how I'm doing. I can't call it. I can't call it, but I know my niggas all in. Therefore, whatever, you just tell me what the lick read. It's money, 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 money till he take me. And then I'm saying amen, baby girl. No one's perfect. What you expect from amen? And, man, it's like a bitch you got to fuck her till she bust one. I'm coming with the money. I'm going to need to add a plus one. Damn. I'm going to smoking. All right, cool. It's all it's all good. Uh, Chris, one, hey, Chris, I want you to get out there, go on iTunes, get that Block Bro shirt, one, two, and three. That new E40 shit, cause we pushing that until it goes platinum. Yeah. You tell E40 okay, that. Okay. You tell 40 that. Uh, I just said that. Oh, Maisie, we pushing that shit till it goes platinum. It's all good. Because when he gets sure, rich, he gets rich, and it's all gravy, man. And and that's that's how we do it, man. Yeah. So so we going out. We ain't going out with an outro today. We going out with this one. You know what I love about this this new album is E40 got with the hieroglyphics, the hieroglyphics again. You know, I mean, he yeah. brought. Where, where did they come from? And and he reached out and he brought them in. And this new this new song he got right here. This is a shit. It's called Forty and High Road. Check it out. Wait a minute, just added to that show on 420 was Jay Dutch just added to that show on 420. Bitch, what are you? What are you? Solid motherfuckers, 
said ever done it. I put that on my mind. You over here like a water can say. I mean, every fucking thing I said, it'll rise and gather wet. What you relevant to this debt? When I raise in the valley jet. Forget up with my folks from the OAK. Rocking the mic till I'm old and gray. What you niggas got?
that it's, it's that you started from nothing. Also, you met, just like your show, bro. You started from nothing to one hit to how many hits you got now? How many people you got listening? It's the same concept. Yeah. Yep. yep. Well, all right, boy. That's what's up, man. Um, I'll hit you up in a minute. I'll be I'll be that way. All right. Cool. Yeah. I'll be I'll be out I'll be out that way in a little while. I gotta go get the kids. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Peace. All right. Well.